You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station, 95.7. The game. It is Warriors Wrap-Up, and it's presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Chris Townsend and the coach, Kerry Keating, with you after the Warriors get the win over the Dallas Mavericks, 121-103. to A tale of two different halves. If you look at this game and you watch the first half, it's like, my God, what is wrong with these guys? And then in the second half, they absolutely took it to the Dallas Mavericks. So it's a win. They needed to get a win. They needed to get a convincing win. Kind of Stella needed to get her groove back. I don't know if I give this like the greatest grade, but it's a win. I'll do my best Steiny right here and say, I don't think so, Townie. I don't think they really had it tonight. No, I mean, you know, I, looking down, Katie didn't score till under a minute in the first quarter. Uh, really kind of looked a little out of sorts in that first quarter. I think that had a lot to do with why it wasn't popping in the first half. And then you and I were up here watching the game and, and, and kind of talking about their offense. And some of the defensive things they did kind of got the crowd into the game. It led to easier baskets because, obviously, the turnovers that they've been committing lately have led to offense for the other team, and it's been a little bit of a thorn in the side for the Warriors. So to see them kind of flip that a little bit and start to head in the direction where I think the offense will be helped by the defense, it kind of does go hand in hand. But they're still not quite there yet. You know, it's not they're, – they're just not quite clicking. It's a, you kind of get – don't get that feeling that it's, it's really busting out yet. And it's still – it's a win. Let's let's not make any bones about it. They needed to get off the schneid and get that win that they needed, especially going into Saturday because we know Greg Popovich and the Spurs are not going to be a pushover. Um, but, I, but hey, listen, it, there, there's there's things that I think are still fixable. Uh, a couple guys were able to, to kind of bust through a little bit tonight in lieu of the fact that Draymond took the most shots tonight. I don't know if you even looked at the stat sheet yet. I, that, that shocked me that he took – 17 shots tonight. I don't even remember half of those shots, to be to be quite well, honest. Well, I you. remember a couple of them weren't even close. Yeah. So, and you know, he did happen to make a three and did a great job on the boards and managed to get himself a technical at the hands of Trey Maddox tonight. And, I, you know, that's I, I can't fault him too much for that, but that was more of a reputation technical than anything else. And Trey Maddox has a short fuse. Dating all the way back to his days when he was doing the WCC and so Santa you know Clara. it well. <laughs> I, I was I was on the end of that fuse once from across the court, so I'm not surprised. You just have to know your personnel when it comes to those officials from here on out because they're going to, especially younger guys, they're going to try to make their mark and take advantage of the fact that Draymond has brought a lot of this on himself. So two more, I think, with two more till he gets suspended. He's at game. 14 now, and at one point he got fouled, and he just. He just went after it and all the way till he's at the free throw line and he's still I'm surprised he made it through this game to be honest with you because it was like Draymond they called the foul let it go you have to stop I mean at some point and this is in the second quarter he is out of control 
I mean, he really is a point. He cannot control his emotions. He leads the league in texts. They had a conversation with Bob Myers yeah. had to come in today. We heard that from John Dickinson. Bob Myers had to come in and basically tell the team, and Steve Kerr had to say, yeah, I'm second in all coaches in text. I have to get better. So this is an – you know, you look at turnovers and you look at technicals. The fact that Bob Myers has to go in and talk to the team going, guys, this is, this is not right you got to stop, and here he was out there doing it again today. It's like he cannot control it. Well, you're trying to get your focus back, especially in the defensive end, and anything that takes away from that is, and becomes detrimental towards the overall effort and to the point where it has to be addressed and, and acknowledge that it's been addressed by the GM and by the head coach, um, obviously it's an issue. So, I mean, it's something that – and, again, the one tonight, hey, Draymond's done a lot worse – but you do have to understand and you have to play that. As I mentioned, you have to know the personnel of who the officials are. You have to know Trey Maddox has a short fuse. And he called it from across the court. You know, it wasn't like he said something to him or, or, or in the case of what happened with Lauren Holmkamp the other night and he got fined for verbally abusing an official when you're having a conversation. This, this wasn't even anything of that nature. So you just have to play through it and you have to get to the next play. I, I, I think the make the next play sentiment really stands out with this team even more so as they move forward when it comes to technicals because we've seen a lot of that not just from Draymond but from KD, a lot of from Andre as well. You know, when you're struggling, it's easy to blame somebody, somebody else. And the, the, the easiest one to blame when it doesn't go your way by way of a call is the official. So making the next play is going to be a big part of what I think happens post-All-Star break to get through this technical conundrum that they're in right now. The number is 888 That's 888 and it worries me because I, I did something on my show last night where I talked about when he was a rookie and interviewing him as a rookie to where obviously he was mature for a rookie, uh, having been in the Big Ten, having played in the tournament, you know, he, he, he had been around media, so public speaking-wise, very good. But he was he was a nice kid, and it, it's really changed right now. And he's very angry, and he can't control it. And you just wonder, $149,000 you've been <laughs> fine this year. I don't care how much money you make, 149000 So we're at a point to where the money's not changing it. The fact that you're about to get suspended if you get two more, and i got to think with the amount of games left, uh, two more is not going to be that tough. I mean, what is going to get into him to keep him from being this guy? Because, you know, for the most part, Clay Thompson doesn't do that. Steph Curry doesn't do that. Well, the good thing is that number will reset heading into the playoffs, so it's not going to be a point where he's going to be suspended for a playoff game. I know we're not going to have that situation again after it came up two years ago. I I think sometimes you can often confuse competitiveness with – complaining and I see that a lot with college kids that are maybe a little immature and don't know the difference as you mentioned though Draymond's a professional and he's always had a competitive edge Uh, he's played with that competitiveness to the point where it it can sometimes seem detrimental but you don't want to bring that upon yourself to where you're, you're putting your team at a disadvantage and especially a team that needs focus right now and kind of relies on him to bring that focus from the defensive end especially when a guy like Andre is struggling and not finding his way on the floor because those two guys seem to have the trust of Steve Kerr in terms of riding the ship defensively and leading that charge. And, you know, Draymond was defensive player of the year last year in the league. 
And it's not that he's gotten any worse defensively, but he hasn't had that type of effort to go out and prove that he should have been that the two years prior when he had similar type efforts. So not so much complacency as much as just a distraction. And, and, and I think he just needs to find a way to get through it and, and not let it affect him because it's affecting the team obviously to the point where it had to get addressed in a pregame situation with the GM and with the head coach. Yeah, and you mentioned the defense creating offense, and that was something that uh, was nice to see, especially in the third quarter leading into the fourth. Uh, our good friend R.C. Davis right here mentioned at one point five guys on the floor for the Mavericks weren't even drafted as this was a team you needed to go out and really put them away, and they did that. So there's positives, and there's still the negatives, and, and we've laughed – you know, talking about the keys of the game and, and Warriors warm-up, uh, the turnover's early, too. It's just the turnover bug is just something that this team cannot escape. And for years, Coach, we talked about, well, it's not worried. That's, they play fast. They're up and down. Don't worry about it because they score so much it's not going to be a problem. Well, all of a sudden, you know, we were talking about it up here. You know, when you have Clay and you have KD and you have Steph on the floor, and right now, I mean, you throw in either Zaza and Draymond or Draymond and Iguodala, you really only have three guys on the floor who can score. Because right now, Andre, between Zaza, Andre, and Draymond, they're not scoring. And you need to be a better half-court team in that sense because you have a limited amount of scores. The the, the thing about turning the ball over that kind of – gets me with this is that a lot of them are live ball turnovers and when you're when you're when you're giving the other team a running start again it 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 all goes hand in hand more so in this than than say like football where you might give the ball back if you turn it over but they're not going to necessarily take it down and score yeah every single time no doubt yeah there may be some pick six and some fumble recoveries that are live but Live ball turnovers in basketball can change. It possess- happened the other night. You know, when you go, when you have a chance to cut it down to a three possession game, and you turn it over, and they lose that possession, and they gain one. Going from three to five possessions in a basketball game can can be a lot, especially against really good teams. There, there were a, the majority of the turnovers tonight, and there were what sixteen turnovers led to twenty points. Now. They don't necessarily always lead right to 20 points. It's the possession after that, so it can be somewhat misleading. But in the case of the Warriors, a lot of these have been live ball, lazy passes, dribbling off the leg or dribbling into traffic or just kind of losing the ball or trying to make a home run play in transition that you're giving the team you're the ball with a running start and you can't get your defense set. And now we're sitting there, well, the defense isn't playing well. And we, we saw it tonight a little bit. We finally got a little bit of liveliness out of Oracle a little bit, I thought, for the first time in a while because we got some transition baskets, got some transition that were happening quickly. That can energize the crowd and energize the team. By the same token, it can deflate you when you're giving the other team a running start with it. So, it's, you know, we say it's fixable, and I think Steve says that all the time. But at some point, you've got to really nip this thing in the bud. And I don't know whether that means Steve slows it down to the point it turns them into a more of a half-court team and spurts, especially with certain lineups. And as you mentioned, with a limited amount of scores on the floor, it's definitely something that's going to be addressed during the All-Star break, I'm sure, by Steve and staff because they have to get ready for a stretch run and have to be way more sharper in those last 20 games. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. We'll take your phone calls. And I have one more question for you, and it's about the way things, are, are, the way things have been going 
and how it's going to go forward. And is there something that should change with how Steve is coaching the entire team? We'll get to that. Warriors with the win, 121-103. to Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Coach, we talked about it earlier today, and during the game we were looking at it, and all of a sudden, you know, the issues with McCaw, and he wants to go down and still be here and be able to work in the G League down in Santa Cruz, and you just start looking at the bench, you start looking at the rotation, and I just wonder, are we at a point to where maybe – we need to see a little tightening of the rotation. Steve Kerr said, hey, listen, as a bench player, I knew what it was like to be out for three weeks and not play, so I want to try and play everybody. But yeah. maybe are we at a point to where we need to tighten this thing up to about nine guys, maybe even eight? Well, 58 games before the break now. So when you come out, you're looking at, what, 24 games 24. To go. And you got to get a rotation of a good solid eight or nine. I don't know if you can really go through – a playoff run with a consistent 11-man rotation. Now, you can say 10 and use Zaza as the 11th because he's really a two-headed monster, especially with West in the playoffs. But they're going to have to make some decisions. It it looks like Caspi's probably not going to get there. and He may be professional enough to maybe give you a minute or two if you need it. But as you mentioned, you want to know. You want to know when you're a bench guy. There's a cadence in the NBA more so, I think, than – certainly in college, but maybe in some other sports. And you know this. I mean, how hard is it to be a guy sitting on the bench for eight innings and all of a sudden you got to go in and pinch hit in the ninth? I mean, there's a, there's a specialty to that. And, and, and I kind of look at your bench, if we're going to compare sports, I look at the bench in basketball like the bullpen in baseball. Yeah. You need to know your role. You need to know when, have an idea of when I'm coming in. If you just all of a sudden pick up the phone and go, hey, get him loose now, that's not a smart way to deal with your bullpen, and every manager will tell you that. And that's kind of, I think, Steve and the way they have always shot the lights out and played great defense, he's been able to get away even in the playoffs playing a lot of guys, but things change. I think Sean and and to a lesser extent Andre, but David, Sean and David especially, I think, will be ready for a playoff run. So I think you can count on them as six and seven in that rotation. Obviously, you're going to have to get Andre to that point, and you're looking at eight. Now, David's been a pretty consistent scorer from mid-range, and we know Sean's not going to shoot threes. To your point about where's the scoring really going to come from, then if then you figure well where is nine at and and it's it's looking like McCaw's struggling to get himself to that point mentally, having now asked to move himself down to the G League for a stint, and I don't know if Nick Young can consistently get there. And then the problem with that in the playoffs is you expose the, you expose the defensive weaknesses a lot more, and you force teams to make adjustments because that thing can be over pretty quick if you get behind the eight ball in, in, in the early part of that series. So. Steve's going to have to probably start finding some quality minutes for guys coming up here to see what he can do to to find that nine or ten man rotation, and and not making a move. And maybe that move comes by way of of this this buyout coming up. Maybe they can find somebody cheap just as a rental for the rest of the way. But that's few and far between. And you want to go with the guys that you have. And it puts a lot. What it does is it puts the onus on KD, Clay, Steph and Draymond to make sure that they play like they can and are capable of as all-stars to shoulder that load because there's no back-to-backs. And keep in mind now, it's a two-month season, really. This thing starts, what, mid-April to mid-June? 
it's two months to play anywhere from 16 to 28 games. So it's not as imperative because you can stretch that out. But you need to have guys that are playing well in that rotation, not as much as getting the minutes. Let's end on this. Where are you on Andre Iguodala? <sighs> I, man, I, I, I just, I just think that he needs to have a defensive focus to his game right now because you can't count on him offensively right now. He's not shooting the ball well enough. He never was a great shooter. But I think he can give you those spurts. And to the point I just made, I think he'll be okay in a stretched out 28 game, 16 to 28 game season because he's shown that after two or three days he's got spring left. But he's got to play more solid. And, and, and his, this is where Steve relies on him to defensively focus and right the ship. And this is where he may show his value if Draymond's still a little skewed up by all the technicals going on and his lack of overall focus if it lasts into the playoffs. If he can do that, then what he'll do eventually is give you a couple rebounds, take care of the ball. Remember, he was a a high assist, no turnover guy. Now he's starting to kind of get a little careless and turn the ball over and catch that turnover bug. I think you get as much out of him as you can now because I don't know if you're going to get it for the next two years. I don't see how that lasts two more years at this rate. Coach is brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nation's. This was fun. Thank you for hanging out. I'm going to get a burger right now on the way home. Flip it over to my guy, J.D., for the second half here. John Dickinson has arrived from the locker room. We're going to find out what the mood was like. Hopefully it was a lot better after the Warriors got the victory 121-103. to Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo, Smart Home Security. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. It is time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Matthews, pump fake, flyby, shoots over Durant, air ball, the Curry gets the rebound, great pass to Draymond, one step to the rim and he slams it down. Timeout, Dallas. That got Oracle rocking. It's Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. All right, J.D., you have emerged from the locker room. What was the vibe after this win? Was not at all a good first half, and then they turned it on the second half. Yeah, and I asked Kevin Durant uh, about the first half. I said, hey, do you you think this is the kind of game where – because you're able to fight through a, a first half that was choppy and, and play better in the second half and really engage, is it the kind of game where you know that, that can help you get back into a groove and back onto a run of, of playing well and stringing games together? And, and he kind of he scoffed at the notion of, well, the first half wasn't very good. And, and he, the bigger point from KD was not every game is going to be pretty. Not every game is going to be... 128 to 115 where you hit 15 threes and you have 35 40 assists and it's just beautiful we've seen a lot of not beautiful the last week and a half tonight was a game that was pretty ugly in the first half and the Warriors fought through and as the game went on it started to look more like the team that we're used to seeing but Durant said hey we're capable of winning with many different styles well you just start looking at the differential in the first quarter versus the third quarter. You want to talk about slow start and then coming out hot. We already know this, but numbers help tell the story. First quarter, they're minus two. Third quarter, they're plus 269. With the same guys. Think about that, because it's the same guys that start the third, that start the first. So you've got the starters. 
you know, at the beginning of the game, and a lot of times I think they're getting the opponent's best shot. Uh, a lot of times, you know, it was referenced that, uh, you know, Steve Kerr always tells the team that you're going to – teams are almost playing with house money against them. They're going to come out and they're just going to lay it all out on the line, and if they get ahead, then they just they hang in the game. And a lot of times the Warriors almost have to hit the reset button at halftime and, you know, maybe just come out and, and, and lay it on a team. And, and, you know, you look at it, you know, it, it takes time to, to build a little bit of the momentum up to, to gain some of that separation because maybe the Warriors, it's just another game for them, another regular season game on the way to April and May and June. But for their opponent on a lot of nights, it's the biggest game they've played all season or in the last month. So they fight that, I think, at the beginning of the game, and then they come out in the third and they almost get a do-over and they light people up. Can I give you the nuggy nug of the night? Yeah. I have the nug of the night. All right. It's a nugget. Steve Kerr, 249-52. and 52. He's one win away from 250 wins as a head coach. He will be the fastest head coach slash manager in American sports history to 250 wins. That counts in HL. Obviously, NFL would be a lot tougher, um, <laughs> uh, but Major League Baseball, where they do play more games, he'll be the fastest coach ever in American sports history to 250 wins. And I believe he could lose something like 45 games I in a row. I think he could lose like 40-something. 40-something in a row one, and still yeah. do it. Phil Jackson, it took Phil Jackson 346. I mean, obviously he inherited a, a lot of talent there, but, but that says something. That's a pretty cool mark. It's a very cool mark, and I think – it also coincides with, you know, I think sometimes every once in a while you got to take a look at the, the Steve Kerr era because this team was a, a very good team before Steve Kerr got here. They were a playoff team. They were a team on the rise. They were a, a team that I think Warriors fans were used to seeing throughout the years. You know, when the Warriors, they were fun. They'd make shots. They were up and down. You know, in some ways, kind of like some of those other teams that were good, either in the mid-2000s or even in the mid-90s before the long playoff drought. When Steve Kerr came in, they went from, hey, this is a young, fun playoff team that gets up and down and likes to shoot it to a juggernaut. Stephen Curry turned into a back-to-back MVP. They won a championship. They played elite, beautiful basketball on both ends of the floor, so much so that they wind up backing up their championship with the all-time regular season wins record. And, yeah, they don't win the championship the second year, but the way that they play and the way that they get along and the way that they go about their business from that moment that Steve Kerr took over, that allows the biggest star in the game that was available at that time to want to come be a part of what they have in Kevin Durant. So I think anytime you mention Steve Kerr and Kerr's got all these records for greatness and as a head coach, I think you have to put it in that perspective when you think of Kerr uh, as to just being as much of the driving force as anything in, in what this franchise has become. And as much as he wants to put the praise on his players, which you always appreciate that, especially the players do, it is pretty remarkable. I mean, you still, even though you have a great team, part of being a great coach is just not the X's and O's. It's managing the egos, keeping everybody in check, keeping everybody together. It's not easy to do. No, it's not. Uh, other big theme, kind of switching gears a little bit, it was Draymond Green again tonight. 
with the officials. Picks up technical foul, 14. And I got a piece of audio uh, that we'll play from Draymond Green here in the post-game press conference. Uh, yeah, we'll do that coming up yeah. in the next segment. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do yeah, that in the next we'll segment. We'll do that in the next segment. But uh, the conversation was he picks up the 14th technical, and it's a delay a game, and he winds up kind of ah, you know, kind of brushed off the official, winds up getting a technical foul, and he just is at a point now where he doesn't know what the heck he's going to do, what the heck to do. He didn't think that should have been a technical. Steve Kerr said he didn't think the wave off was a technical, although we'll get into what he was told by the officials uh, coming up in the final segment. He... Uh... I love the guy so much, but at some point, you've got to take ownership. You have to take ownership. I think he feels like he has, though. I think that's that's where the problem, like in a situation like tonight. Then he doesn't get it. I think he feels that in a situation like tonight, and again, he's going to explain it, uh, but in a situation like tonight, he feels like he's doing the best he can to not get a technical and he's still getting a technical. And this is on a day where he got fined $50,000 by the NBA for unloading on Lauren Holtkamp and, and Ken Maurer. Maurer ejected him from the ball game here on Tuesday night. And, and oh, by the way, he said uh, his insurance didn't cover the 500 for the tooth. So he, he, he said you know, the, the cost of getting hit in the mouth wound up being 50000 Five hundred, because he had the fifty thousand that was a derivative of the of the you know the fine that came from getting hit in the mouth and him getting upset about it, and then the five hundred from needing to get the tooth fixed. So, so he, he's carrying that weight around <laughs> with him too. We, we're going to talk about this. Fourteen threes. That means Joe Low and Dibs. That's right. They're going to be giving away a pair of headphones when the Warriors hit twelve or more. Joe Low and Dibs give a Give away a pair of JBL headphones. They'll do that tomorrow morning at 8-12. Don't forget, every time the Warriors do hit that 12 mark or more, the morning show will be giving away JBL headphones to a lucky listener. We're going to hear from Draymond Green. He's now at 14 technicals. He's two away from being suspended, and he's already been fined $149,000. Warriors with the win here at Oracle, 121-103. to Draymond Green next. Draymond, when it comes to the technicals, it looks like you've been trying to show more restraint, walking away from referees. Do you yeah, I don't know what to do at this point. So, do you agree that you've been showing more restraint and you're frustrated? It don't really matter what I agree with. I don't have no power in this situation. So, um, yeah, I don't know what to do at this point. It is what it is. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. And the interview was brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple, online at walnutcreekjeep.com. Well, I'll tell you, he got fouled, got the call, did the typical on the ground yelling at the ref. People came over to try and stop him. Then he went to the free throw line. He looked over to his right. And he kept barking, and they had to come over again. I was surprised he didn't get a technical there. Yeah, and that was the second play after the delay of game play. He goes down, makes the layup, ball hits him, and he winds up getting called for a delay game as the ball kind of got knocked away from play. If you, if you touch the ball as it comes out of the basket, if you grab it, that's a delay of game. You just got to let it go. If you make a layup, you let the ball drop, 
the official will get it, the player on the other team will get it, they'll throw it in, play on. So the ball hit him, he kind of grabbed it, whatever, touched him, slowed up the game, delay a game. He kind of reached out. It was probably the right call for a delay a game. And he wasn't happy about that call, and then he, you know, he did a wave. Well, Draymond here, let's hear from Draymond Green, because he explains what happened on that play, which got him the first technical, and then we can talk about whether he was close to getting a second one and just kind of where Draymond is overall. But let's hear Draymond right now on that first technical. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, you lay the ball up, you were standing right on the rim, it's probably going to hit you. It's just like physics. You know, like uh, my body is, it's a solid, like, you know, it's it like nothing's just going to like through me. Like it's not a video game. Like it may work like that in 2K where like the ball may just like slide through my body, but not in real life. So it's probably going to hit me. And then when it hit me, like, you know, um, gravity's like, or whatever it is, I'm not a scientist, but you get what I'm getting at. It's probably going to go another way. Like, that's just how life works. And so, um, yeah, I mean, maybe I should have missed the layup like I missed the rest of them. And then it wouldn't have hit me. And then I wouldn't have got to delay a game. And then I wouldn't have been told I threw an air punch. And that's why I got attacked. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I'll try to miss more layups. I missed a bunch of them tonight. So it worked. I didn't get another tech. So... That's the goal. Miss more layups. Don't let the ball hit me. And then don't throw air punches, which I'm still trying to find where the air punch was. Uh, he viewed it as more of a wave off than an air punch. Well, and listen, well, maybe I should just miss more layups. I, it's, it's zero accountability. It really is zero accountability. I, at some point, I mean... When you get to where you are in your career, where year after year after year, you are just coming down the ref's road almost every game, if not every game, this is how you're going to be officiated. That's just taught me. If you don't understand that, somebody's got to talk to him. I mean, do you listen to what he just said? Well, maybe I should just miss layups. I'm like, what? I just, he just, uh, he... Love him to death, but he doesn't get it. Well, and clearly the NBA, and I I tweeted this out, the NBA and the officials right now are on a zero-tolerance mode with Draymond Green. He was fined $50,000 today by the league. We talked about that for the verbal abuse of the officials when he got kicked out of the game. He's being put on blast right now by the the officials, and, and it's not that they're it's not a witch hunt either. It's not. They're just tired they're, of it. They're tired of it. They're they are essentially putting him on blast to say, we don't care whether you're right or wrong or have a beef or have a. We, we don't care. Maybe we did mess up the call. You are all out of mulligans, whether we messed up the call or not. Whether you should whether you should have got a delay a game or not. Whether you should have been a flagrant foul down on that one end or not. It doesn't matter. They're saying it doesn't matter. You have to stop. If you wave your arm, you're getting a tech, whether it's open-handed, closed-handed, what the intent is, if you're smiling. He's reached a zero tolerance. Here's what bugs me about that comment. And if Bob Myers, if you're listening right now, 
Steve Kerr, if you're listening right now, I didn't see Joe Lacob at the game today. If you're listening right now, if you guys just heard that, he's playing the victim card. And I don't know how you could watch every single Golden State Warriors game and how he verbally goes after the refs every single game that he could play the victim card. I don't see how people around this team could go, yeah, Draymond's really a victim in this. I, I have a hard time with that. Well, and we talked about it in the pregame show in Warriors warm-up, the fact that Bob Myers addressed the team today about their interactions with the officials and trying to get back and get the focus on playing the game and playing through it. Steve Kerr spent a good portion of his pregame press conference owning up to the fact that he's culpable because he runs a little hot like Draymond. You know, he kind of joked, hey, you know, me and Draymond are actually more similar than people think. We've, we're so competitive you now that we can just kind of snap on a moment's notice, and I've got to cool it. Because See, I don't know if this is – what we're seeing is not necessarily competitive. Complaining at nauseam doesn't mean you're competitive. I don't necessarily buy the – and I understand where Steve's going, and Steve's backing his players, and Steve can run a little hot. But when you complain about every single call, all these guys are competitive. They wouldn't be in the NBA if they weren't. It's just, it's literally almost every single call against him is getting this major reaction. Well, and look, and it's team-wide. I mean, Draymond Green leads the league. Kevin Durant's second. Steve Kerr's number two among coaches. Iguodala gets technicals frequently. Uh, Curry's had issues where he's, you know, getting kicked out, throwing his mouthpiece. He's he's frustrated uh, at this point. I think the bigger picture was, hey, look, you've built this solid reputation as a bunch of good guys that work hard and are fun and all like each other. I think it was that, you know, you've, you've built this as what you are, this team that plays with great joy. Don't ruin your reputation by – now becoming the team that's always whining about calls. Yeah, because so I'm worried. I'm worried you're now not going to get the benefit of the doubt when it really matters, which is the postseason and and or the finals. You know, because yeah. let's be honest, the Warriors could probably. And I'll give you an example from two years ago. The Warriors, they can get to the finals and feel like, hey, maybe it's not going their way. But if you look. What flipped the NBA Finals in 2016? It was an incident with Draymond Green where he lost his cool with LeBron James and it built up points to a point where if he, if he got one more point, uh, he was going to miss a game. And that's exactly what happened. And I think the opponent knows it, too. Yeah. LeBron James basically baited him. But, that's but he for- was up against the limit, so it doesn't matter if you're getting baited or not. If you mess up, you're going to sit. You're over at an A's game during the NBA Finals. I'm having a hard time. On a championship-clinching night. I have a hard time him being the victim. This, is, this has been going on for years. And he, he composed himself last year. I think he deserves credit for that in the playoffs. I think he knows and has in the back of his mind that he played a role in 16 not going the way that they wanted it to. I think he'll be able to keep it together. Hey, we got great news about Arlo, by the way, because Arlo is now in Best Buy. Easier to buy than ever before. Check out our friends. You go to Arlo.com, obviously, but you can go to Best Buy now and pick up Arlo. Arlo is something that for all homeowners, even if you're a renter, smart home security cameras that just make you feel safe. The great part about it, J.D., which I love, is someone comes to my door, I don't have to get off the couch. 
I can look right on my phone. I can see who's at my door, and I can talk to them through the camera. So whether I want to get up off the couch and go to the front door, I have that choice. Yeah, if you see somebody and you're like, ah, you know what, I, I, I don't want to see that person right now, you can just say, hey, take a hike, pal. Come back later. I can tell you motion and sound de- detection so I know when my kids get home from school, when I'm here working, so that makes me feel good. The 1080p HD cameras are the best on the market. No question about it. Night vision, 100% wire-free, smart home security makes every homeowner, renter, parent, pet owner. You can have them inside checking on your pets. And even as Steiny said when he had his nephew over, you can watch the baby with your Arlo camera. Very cool. So there's so many different things you can do. You can go to Arlo.com, and now you can go to Best Buy. That's going to do it for Warriors wrap-up as the Warriors take down the Dallas Mavericks 121-103, to and then a big one Saturday against San Antonio here at Oracle. Fox Sports Radio will take you the rest of the way. Make sure you, make sure you tune in to Joe Lowe and Dibs at 6 a.m. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.